Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Yes, indeed. It is the get right right here on your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers 105.3 The Fan. My name is Reginald Datatula. His name is is Chris Arnold, and I just want to mention, three-time Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. Never forget it. Uh, And we mention it all the time because he he deserves that. He does. Uh, Thank you for rocking with us here on a Tuesday evening. Thank Ross Lubinsky on the ones and twos. David Shrupp also helping out. Appreciate you, gentlemen. Um, It's been a fun one thus far. We got you for one more hour on this evening. Your stars got to win tonight, and we'll mention that and more as we take you into your headlines on this Tuesday evening in the Metroplex. We begin, I guess I've already started, so I should let you know further that your Dallas Mavericks indeed got a win tonight. No, the Stars or Dallas did. Stars. I wish they had gotten a win tonight. That'll be tomorrow night, hopefully, against those Suns. Yeah, tomorrow night they'll be playing against the Suns. But the Stars get a win tonight. Uh, Andre in goal for your Stars. Uh, they score early. Um, in the first period, and then the ring, the Red Wings come back, make it 2-1, and I was like, oh, no, is this going to be uh, – because it was two goals in very quick succession for the Red Wings, and I was like, oh, no, is Andrew still in that place where he's not playing all that great in goal? Um, after that, you get a lot of goal scoring um, elsewhere. You ultimately win 5-4. to Rupe hits, scores twice. He does indeed. Uh, Mason Marchment scores a goal. Ace Lindell, I mentioned um, – Mason Marchment got a goal, and Jamie Benn was the one who opened it up less than four minutes into the game. So, okay, let me give you some stuff that people want to know. Please do. The Red Wings have lost in regulation for only the second time in 10 games. They were 7 2 and 1 mm-hmm. the last 10 games in, in regulation. But here's the deal they've lost now seven straight times to the Stars. Mm. The Stars on this road trip, this four game road trip, they went 2 1 and 1, so they salvaged having a winning road trip. They are 4 1 and 1 over the past six games. For those keep it up. Yeah, 6-3-1 and one over the last 10. Mm-hmm. And this one breaks a, a short two-game losing streak, but, I mean, still was starting to develop into a losing streak. So, And, again, they own the Red Wings seven in a row. Yeah, you love to see it. Um, they continue that level of dominance against Andrew, the Red by Wings. by the way, 30 saves. There you go. There you go. So, Stars get a win tonight. They'll be back in action in two nights. That'll be Thursday evening where they welcome – the Anaheim Ducks into the AAC. That'll be at 7 p.m. Have an opportunity to maybe build on top of this one mm-hmm. and get another win. Anaheim, um, if I remember correctly, that is uh, not a very good hockey club. So hopefully you can make that. I think they're, they're, they've lost three in a row as themselves. So Ooh. that'll give you an opportunity to get another win and pull that much closer to the Avs in the Central Division of the Western Conference. So there you go. That's what happened with your stars tonight. The big news on the evening, a Hall of Famer was added to the ranks. Um, Obviously, four of them in the 2024 Baseball Hall of Fame class. One of them is near and dear to your heart. His name is Adrian Beltre, right? We found out Mm -hmm. that uh, his first ballot appearance this year. Yes. And he did get, I believe you said 95.1% of the votes. 95.1%. He got 366 of the 385 ballots by the Baseball Writers of America. The 19th highest percentage of all time 
tied with Babe Ruth and Honus Wagner. Big names. And he's only the 19th, the 19th third baseman to go into the Hall of Fame itself. Congratulations to Adrian Beltre. Yeah, I mean, obviously, three in the 3,000 Hits Club, uh, one of the best third basemen of all time, mm-hmm. one of the best Dominican players of all time. All these things will be noted on, you know, when you see him in Cooperstown. And, of course, if you are one of the type of people, I, I know that I always watch, like, Hall of Fame induction ceremonies and be like, man, the, the fans who are like, I'm, I love this so much and I love this player so much that I want to go to the induction, It all it's always interesting to me. If you're one of those people... Mark it down. July 21st is when the ceremony will happen in Cooperstown. One of your own, uh, Adrian Beltre, going into the Hall of Fame. You know, baseball is a talking sports, and they love to talk the numbers. Beltre spent the last eight years of his 21-year career with the Rangers, is the seventh third baseman to be elected on his first try. Only the seventh. And those 19 third basemen that I mentioned that are in, it's the smallest group of any position in the Baseball Hall of Fame. An elite class and among, among elite class of exactly. Hall of Famers, yeah. Exactly, and a lot of those uh, third basemen, they play multiple positions. It just, the majority was, he played third base, period, with a T on the end. There you go. I mean, we were talking about that with Jared Sandler, first segment of this very program, about how that man played defense and played it well all the mm-hmm. way through his career, um, not opting to move to DH late in his career. He played very nope. good defense. We played – I mean, we were playing highlights from Adrian Beltre's time as a Texas Ranger because, of course, you heard him here on 105 through the fan. You loved him here at uh, our, you know, the, the, the stadium in Arlington when we talked about the ballpark in Arlington, and that was ultimately Globe Life Park. And then Globe Life Field, uh, obviously you didn't get to see him playing there, but like you, just a fantastic player um, here – and a beloved one, and he is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, Evan Grant, he wrote a nice little story about him. He said he's more than just a, a great player. Yes. He was considered an elite player, also an elite teammate and competitor. He played with joy and intensity. He played hurt. Often he played better while hurt. Oh, did he ever play hurt? A bone spur, mm-hmm. bad hamstrings, a shredded ligament in his thumb, a severely bruised testicle from a bad hop bouncer, that game went into extra innings. He played all of it. He said, that, my friends, is the stuff of legends, and Beltre is now one. Yeah, tough guy, a relatively fun guy, right? Like, oh, I, yeah. The first thing Don't I always think head. about, yeah, that's that's definitely something you want to do. One of the things I always think about is the instance where he moves the on-deck circle. Oh, yeah. Uh, just a hilarious mm-hmm. visual uh, situation. But then also you mentioned touching his head, the relationship that he clearly had with Elvis Andrews. Mm-hmm. And Elvis Andrews had some, there was some audio of him talking about Adrian Beltre, I want to uh, give to you. Let's start with Cut 11 here. This is Elvis talking about when he believed that Beltre was special. I think it was in a spin training. That, that first spin training, uh, you know, he blew my mind. Uh, like you mentioned, you know, I played uh, the, the previous two years when he was with uh, Seattle and then with Boston. Uh, but, you know, like, you know the type of player, you know what he can do in the field, but, like, in a spin training, he blew my mind that the way he prepared, I never seen somebody take as many ground balls as as Adrian. He takes like around 120 ground balls uh, every single day in a spin training, and he just unbelievable. I think that, you know, that's one of the reasons or the main reason why he was such a good player. He was so consistent, and hopefully he'll be in the Hall of Fame today. He is in the Hall of Fame, Elvis. Uh, I, I mean, that and Elvis better show up. I, I'm certain. 
I he, imagine I, there's going to be a lot of guys. Be. I don't care where he is. He's got to drop what he's doing and show up. Yeah. I don't care if he's in Oakland. I don't care if he's in Minnesota. I don't care where he's playing. He got to take a day off. Yeah, Elvis feels like he's got to be there. I feel like Michael Young probably mm-hmm. showed. There's a, probably a ton of people that show up for Adrian on that day. Let me, let me get a little bit more Elvis before we move this along. Yeah. This is Elvis. He was asked, why does Beltray not like having his head touched? Oh, for sure, man. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> for the people who doesn't know, Adrian Beltray hates you know, anyone in the world, no matter if you, his family, close friend, whatever it is, he, he will not let you or allow you to touch his head. So uh, that's the fun part. Uh, like everybody knows I'm very annoying. So, uh, you know, like, like if that ceremony, it was just, you know, I want, you know, I did not plant it, like plant it, but he just gave me that, that free, you know, that free base right there. And, you know, I have to take it. Let me give you some more of these numbers about the amazing Adrian Beltre. Before joining the Rangers in 2011, he had one All-Star played appearance, I mean one All-Star appearance and a pair of gold gloves with the Rangers, three gold gloves, four All-Star teams, finished in the top 10 for the American League MVP four times. He also batted and finished with 3166 hits, 4700 home runs, six I mean excuse me, 4777 home 477 home runs. There it is. My tongue is tied. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stats to read off when you talk about Adrian Beltre, 636 doubles, 1,707 RBI, five gold gloves. He's on of only one of four players to have the extinction of four, of 3,000 hits, 400 homers, and five gold gloves. The others were also first ballot home Hall of Famers, Willie Mays, Carl Jastrzemski, and Dave Winfield. Bat drop, not mic drop, bat drop. <laughs> For Beltre. I mean, obviously, rightfully deserves the distinction of a first ballot Hall of Famer, Adrian Beltre, third baseman, Texas Ranger. Um, so big congrats to Adrian Beltre, his family, and the entirety of the Texas Rangers organization. Well deserved, and it's gonna be great to see him get the love that he deserves all the way run through the run up to the ceremony in July. That it's going to be beautiful, I'm certain. You know, it's been a nice, great year. Will be a great year for Texas Rangers and their fans. The World Series champion Rangers. You win the World Series in late October. Was it early November? You early November. It was quite literally just yes. when the the. Then you hear about Beltre. Was going, it the second that it happened? I mean, it was November second, I believe. All I know, at one point, Detroit hadn't won as many games as the Rangers did in the World Series. <laughs> so I'm talking about the Detroit Pistons. Sorry, um, November first. There he is, November the first. Then you hear that El- Beltre is going into the Hall of Fame right now, and he's going in the Hall of Fame in uh, was it July this July twenty first? Yes, sir. The All Star Game will be at Globe Life Field this summer in the middle of July. I'm telling you, these are the good old days. Enjoy this, Ranger fans. There you go. Um, as we all con- in one calendar year. That's right. That's right. As we continue talking around or your headlines on the evening, something that just recently came down. It looks like uh. The Milwaukee Brewers have made a signing as we continue oh. watching uh, the offseason and watching the ways that, um, you know, teams get themselves situated for the 2024 MLB season. The Brewers signed free agent first baseman Reese Hops- Rice Hopkins. Uh, Hoskins, I always say his name wrong. It's Reese Hopkins. Hoskins, uh, why am I? I'm having a hard time with his last name that I usually never do. Reese Hoskins. Um, it's, he, it's after 10 o'clock. <laughs> uh, they agreed to a two-year, $34 million contract. 
And so these things, it feels like this thing is starting to pick up just a little bit. Free agency in general. We mentioned yesterday how Aroldis Chapman signs with the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's a one-year deal, I believe, is just over $10 million, if I remember correctly. And so that's that's a one fewer bullpen arm that you will have for the Texas Rangers. Didn't Will Smith sign with somewhere too? No, I don't think so. Did I? I might have missed it. Let me let me do my googles now. I want to say um, he bounced on. Let me find out though. Let me see. Yeah, we'll have to. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, I was about to say he signed with the Royals. Sports, so. There you go. That's I right. Knew he was gone. So yeah, no, I'm very intrigued to see what exactly. World's gonna win the World Series now. <laughs> Everywhere he goes, the last three years. Well, I, I mean, I I would hope that the Royals don't win the World Series, but you never know. We we'll we'll see, man. Um, that they're they're they spent a lot of money this offseason, and they're trying. They're clearly trying to be good at baseball this year. Shout out to Bobby Wood Jr. But yeah, like uh, you see the free agency market start going, and you really gotta start hoping that the Rangers can add a little bit here and there. Particularly if you could add to that bullpen, that would be very nice to see here soon. We mentioned earlier today that um, Brian Johnson is out as the offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. We learned that earlier today. We also learned that Cliff Kingsbury, um, who is currently the USC like offensive consultant, as, as consultant yeah. um, he is interviewing for that job. I know that he was, he was brought up with the Bears job before they hired Shane Waldron, who was mm-hmm. previously the offensive coordinator for the Seahawks. But um, now Nick Sirianni, as he, they are both looking for offensive and defensive coordinator help. They got rid of all those guys that did that job this past season. Because they lost, for those who don't know, they lost their coordinators that took them to the Super Bowl yes. a year ago. Shane Steichen, the, the offensive coordinator, went to uh, Indianapolis uh-huh. to become the Colts head coach. And Jonathan Gannon went to Arizona to be the D, or the head coach there. He was the defensive coordinator. They hired a couple of guys. Uh, Desai was the defensive coordinator. I know they had Matt Patricia there. They both kind of did defensive coordinator work. And then Ben Johnson, is, or Brian Johnson, rather, was the offensive coordinator. Neither of those guys, or none of those guys return. It might be Cliff Kingsbury that is uh, the office coordinator of your hated Philadelphia Eagles. And that'd be uh, something office. his replacement in Arizona was with the Eagles, and now he would wind up with the Eagles. Yeah, that's true. Um, but other things when we talk about like the coaching carousel or the hiring carousel, the Raiders ultimately have found their general manager. His name is Tom Telesco. He was previously the general manager for the Los Angeles Chargers. The that's right. Um, I had my questions about that because, you know, you look at that roster and that's a roster of guys that have underperformed their contracts. A lot of money there, not guys that have, you know, been all that helpful for you. You or missed on Sebastian Joseph Day, things like named- that. Or did, it, or did they need a guy like Jim Harbaugh to kick their behinds and make them perform up to their contracts? Well, maybe maybe so, right? You got to – and it seems like um, the Spanos family or whoever is ultimately in charge of doing that really seems to want that job as it seems like according to – I know I saw this on the score, but let me see if I can find you exactly who reported this. Um, it was Aaron Wilson. Um, of KPRC2 in Houston, and I think Mike Garofolo also had reporting on this. They said that the, the Chargers have made a, quote, extremely strong offer, close quote, to John Harbaugh to become their next coach. Um, and Aaron Wilson went as far as to saying that per league sources, offensive coordinator could be Greg Roman. Defense coordinator could be Jesse Minter, who is currently his defense coordinator at mm-hmm. Michigan. And special teams coordinator could be Jay Harbaugh, who is Jim Harbaugh's son. And so, if not his son, Roman was his brother's coordinator with the Baltimore Ravens. He was. So it does. It does seem like um, they know each other. 
It seems like this very well could come together relatively soon. Jim Harbaugh could be the coach of the Chargers. At the very least, we know that the Chargers have given out a good contract, or at least according to the reporting of Mike Garofolo, uh, if he's correct, right, that the Chargers have made a, quote, extremely strong offer to Jim Harbaugh. So he might be leaving Michigan, and it does seem like it seemed very much like he has tried desperately to get to the NFL, and maybe just maybe the NFL will have him this time around. Well, he has no pressure, uh, Coaching the Chargers, they have no fans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not like it's a fan base. There's like I don't like the Cowboys fan base or the Eagles fan base. They've got what two, three fans? Uh, yeah, from the two one four. That one Chargers fan, she'll be happy. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's about it. I mean, I thought she was a cheerleader. She can't be a fan <laughs> if she's a cheerleader. But yeah, like it, it, it's a job that I think people have rated highly because you have a quarterback, quarterback in place. Uh, but it'll be really interesting to see. And look, one thing about Jim Harbaugh that you could say. He typically doesn't waste time in making his teams mm-hmm. good, right? You can point back to He's tough. The Niners, he yep. did a great job there. Took him to the Super Hell, Bowl. man, you went he went to college and was coaching the Stanford Cardinal. Don't forget that. Mm-hmm. He made Stanford good and Stanford is a place is. that has a lot of a lot of impediments to being good. Being on the West Coast um does not make it as easy even though there's there's good talent there, but like the the investment plus Stanford has a high GPA. academic bar. You better high you better go to class bar. for real. You just can't say you studying to be, you know, Jim. And so you need to make sure you get dudes that can play football but also have that academic rigor uh-huh. that want to do that. And he was able I to like do that there. the way you there. rigor right there. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. Academic rigor is something that I'm a little f- familiar with myself. Um, mm-hmm. Don't ask me what the grades look like, though. They're not as good as you would imagine. Um, but, no, like, I, he's he's been able to do this there. He went to Michigan, a place that, yes, they had the joint title in 97, if I remember correctly, but they had not won an outright title since uh, 48, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And he's gotten that to where they they beat Ohio State three times in a row and won a national championship, right? Like, yep. he, he gets things done and makes things right, so I imagine that's got to be the large appeal for the Spanos family to hire him. Yep, I agree. There you go. Um, Those are some of your headlines on this Tuesday evening in the Metroplex. Of course, the biggest headline, Adrian Beltre. First ballot, Hall of Famer. You love to see it. You love to hear it. This is why I I will not stop saying it on this evening. You can hear the smile in my voice, I imagine. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's a get right right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next... It's about 10, 20 thereabouts, and I love when C.A. is with us to give him an opportunity to do with some C.A. Stories Confidential. I will tell you where we're going when we get there next on 105.3 The Fan. Yeah. 3-0. Beltre is swinging, and he hits a high drive to deep center field. Going back is Brantley. He turns. He looks. That ball is history. It's on Greens Hill. It's number 400 for Adrian Beltre. That's one of the many big Adrian Beltre moments that you got to hear right here on your home of the Texas Rangers 105.3 The Fan. This is the get right. I'm Reginald Atatula. He is the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Got you down. Ross Lubensky on the ones and twos making sure that we are hearing all the fantastic Adrian Beltre highlights from his career that we've been playing throughout the evening to celebrate and commemorate the fact that he is indeed a first bout Hall of Famer as we learned earlier today. And he will be, you know, permanently enshrined in Cooperstown. Mm-hmm. July 21st, that's the ceremony this summer alongside Todd Helton, Jim Leland, and Joe Maurer. And I should also appreciate uh, David Strupp for helping us with that audio as well over the course of the evening. Uh, I mentioned 
Beltre's going in the Hall of Fame. I mentioned it's the get right. What else I need to do? You can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line. That number is 877-881-1053. You can also catch us by searching one 105.3 Fan on YouTube, going to twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam. And on the YouTube, just to give this person credit, earlier we were talking about, you know, sometimes voicemails. And then mm-hmm. I, we got to starting to talk about when people call you and you don't know that number. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny, Kenny Porter's right hand on YouTube said, if it's a number that I don't know, I don't answer it. I just Google it after the hangup. Ooh, I never... You know, you can Google phone numbers. That's true. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of times it'll pop up and you'll yeah. see that, oh, this is connected to some scam or something. Uh-huh. You can be like, all right, I'm not glad I didn't answer that. And yeah. then I guess if you see something that's maybe catches your eye, you're like, ooh, I should have answered that. You can always call them back. Yeah. Uh, on my phone, if it seems like it might be spam, I have an Android phone, a Samsung, it'll say, could be spam. Spam likely. Spam likely. Man, there was a moment where that spam likely was calling every day. I thought they were, thought that was like a homeboy or something. I started, Wait, I started getting see the, accustomed to see, the the Drewski ad. With yeah, the, the Drewski. Yeah. Oh no, that's my cousin. <laughs> that's my cousin. My cousin <laughs> spam. spam. He crazy. Likely. Yeah, he called me all the time. That's hilarious. Uh, all right, enough wasting time. I got to mm-hmm. get it to the man himself, the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. It's an evening of Hall of Famers, right? Chris, CA Story Confidential. Let's let's. I always say thank you, Reg. Thank you, Ross. Thank you, Altolos, for letting me tell some of the crazy stories. And I was thinking about all these different uh, trophies. 877-881-1053. What's the most famous trophy in all of sports? And I bring this up because this weekend at FanFest, speaking of the Rangers. And That's Adrian right, Griffin, yeah. We're going to have the World Series trophy there. You can take pictures with it. Yeah, the commission. How many people know that it's called the Commissioner's Trophy? Because I don't. it's not often. Well, I mean. It feels like it's not consistently called the Commissioner's right. Trophy. You uh-huh. know, it's like, oh, man, the World Series Trophy, because that's what the yeah. World Series, right? Didn't you see it? You saw it at uh, at um, at uh, Jared's Jared party. Sandler's Swinging for a Cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So see, you saw it then? I saw it there. Did you take pictures with it? I took a picture with it. Mm-hmm. I also, of course, being have, working this job, there's some perks. Yeah. I got to see it real up close and personal when... And it was up downstairs? When, it was actually upstairs here. Oh, it came up before, here. That's right before it went down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we had uh, the yeah. first Rangers hot stove here uh-huh. at the building. So I got to see, you know, obviously John Blake was here, and we always appreciate him and his work. Got to see it real close. I'm mm-hmm. talking about I was staring at it from mere inches away, mm-hmm. uh, that commissioner's trophy. So, yeah, I got to spend a little quality time. Well, let me tell you something. There's a lot of famous hardware in the world of sports. They That's always right. talk about the rings, but let's talk about the trophies. The most famous sports trophy out there. And I've been fortunate enough over all these years to spend some time with quite a few of them. Mm. Now, locally alone, see this picture right here? Yeah, it's a, it's a picture of that's you. The, that's the Mavericks trophy. With the Larry O'Brien trophy that the that's Mavs it. won in 2011? That's it. Oh, wow. So that, I, I love that you had that as a profile picture. I yeah, want y'all to know. That's a profile on my Gmail, okay? You email me. Know that you email somebody that's, that's got access. That's just one. <laughs> that, that's, not, that's not even the one I'm tight with. Will you, right? will you leave me a voicemail? Just no. No, just playing. And, of course, the Rangers, this is the first time they've ever had the Commissioner's Trophy, which is the World Series Trophy. The Cowboys got five of them. They got five Super Bowl trophies, hadn't won one this century, but they have five of them. And you'll see some of them out on display at the Star. And uh, One time back in the day when the Cowboys won Jerry Jones era, Super Bowl trophies, not the Tom Landry. Jimmy Johnson's first ever Super Jerry did something cool. Uh, the training camp, the OTAs just before they went to training camp, he hadn't even got the team their rings yet. How come Jerry stopped training camp? He had all the cameras that were out there for that day, and he had this big table. 
and they had a big tablecloth over this table out there on the football field at Valley Ranch. And he pulled off the tablecloth, and there were all these miniature Super Bowl trophies for all the players on the roster. Oh, wow. And they had the name on it. So all those players got their own personal Super Bowl trophy. Now, it wasn't the actual size. It was a little mini one. Man, it was the craziest, most fun, cool thing. That one's called the Lombardi Trophy, ain't it? The Lombardi okay, Trophy. I just want to yep. make sure I wasn't bugging. Now, I, like I said, I've taken pictures with Larry O'Brien. I've taken pictures with the Rangers World Series. Now, whenever I cover, uh, you know, it's championship, World Series, Super Bowl, NBA Finals, all those things, I'm always there for those trophies. The most famous one that I'm on a first-name basis with. The trophy? Yeah, the trophy. Oh, wow. You know who I'm talking about. What trophy is that? Well, this is the song is uh, isn't it Stan? What trophy are you talking about? The Stanley Cup trophy. Oh, okay, got you. The Stan. Man, okay, got you, got you, got See, you. I can call him Stan. Okay, gosh. Him, we go way back. Fair enough. See, I shouldn't, Mister Mr. Lee, <laughs> Miss Stan Lee trophy. Yes. Got you. My bad. Yeah, Stanley Cup trophy. And so, Cup is his middle name. <laughs> or Lee so is the middle name. He's middle name. Mr. Cup. Mr. Cup. Stan Lee Cup. Got yes. you. All right. So I got to tell you about me and, me and Stan. Mm-hmm. I could call him that because we real tight like that. See, it wasn't just I first met him when the Stars won the Stanley Cup in 1999. Yes, sir. And it wasn't just that I got to do my show with Stan out at North Park Mall. Wow. They, I mean, did a whole talk show for a couple hours out there at the mall with Stan. And Stan have his handler, you know, the guy with the white gloves. He was there to protect Stan. He got his own security. I mean, he's just like that. That's the way Stan is. So, man, Stan was not only in the big parade. You know how the Rangers had that parade and all mm-hmm. that? And and in the Rangers parade, the, the commissioner's trophy was riding in the in the truck. That's right. With Boach. And then he made his way up to the stage. That was the Rangers. The, the, the Stars Stanley Cup trophy? They got all their names on it and whatnot? Yes, sir. You know, everybody part of that trophy. Oh, yeah. Everybody's part of that trophy. Man, the Stanley Cup trophy, I'm sure it has seen some. If if, if Stan can talk in all reality, oh, I man, imagine the stories, stories are crazy. Uh, there is a, a local rock band that uh, got to be in the parade. And by the way, I did my show from the parade, the Stars Parade, and Stan was in the parade with some of the stars. That that cup, uh, Stan, made it to Dimebag. That's Dimebag Daryl. Made it to his... House for the after party mm-hmm. and got a dent in it. Of course it, it did. Somebody threw it in the pool. Of course. Because it happens. That's right. But that ain't even the first time I met Stan. Oh, okay. When was the first time? This is a crazy story. So back in the early 1990s, mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't even that familiar with Stan because the stars didn't even have a, uh, they weren't even down here. They were North Stars in Minnesota at yeah. the time. They weren't even here yet. I'm in New York City covering the NBA Finals. It's the New York Knicks versus the Houston Rockets. And ironically, the New York, I want to say it was the Islanders. Might have been the Rangers. But I think it was the Rangers. Messier was there. Who's, who did Messier play for the Rangers? My mind is kind of tired this late at night. I want to say it was the Rangers. Look that up for me. But that was the first time they had won it. It was kind of like the Rangers winning the World Series. All these fans in New York, I thought I'd never yeah. live to see the day. Mark Messier played for the Rangers. Yes, it was the Rangers. Mm-hmm. They had a ticker tape parade. And I swear to God, they clean it up immediately. I went to the ticker tape parade. There was the cup. There was all the Rangers. And later that night, same day of the parade, later that night, the 
I'm covering the Knicks and the and the uh, Rockets. Well, the Knicks had three games. It was two, three, two. They had three games, so I'm there for a week in New York City. And one of those games, Messier brought Stan with him and the handler, you know, security guy with the white, white gloves. That's right. And at halftime, they said, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Messier and the cop. Crowd goes nuts in Madison Square Garden. I'm like, look at the cup. There it is. I'm looking at it across the course. From the first time I ever saw the cup in person. Sure. But it got better than that. Okay. The game ends. It wasn't the end of the series. It just whoever won won. I want to say Rockets might have won that particular game. But series continues. I did my interviews in the locker room. About time to go back to the hotel. In Madison Square Garden, you take this elevator and you go up. And then you stay there. No. You go up. <laughs> you go up. I'm getting on the elevator. And on the elevator, no, on the elevator is Bruce Smith from the Buffalo Bills. Sure. So we're in the elevator. The elevator stops in between when it gets to the top, before it gets to the top. It stops. And getting on the elevator was Messier, Stan, and Mr. White Gloves, the handler. Yeah. And so me and Bruce are standing there and we're like, can we touch it? And Messier said, yes. What's? And Messier said, you can kiss it too. I kissed Stan in the elevator. That's wild. Don't mark that. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah, that's quite an Bruce. accusation or allegation. <laughs> Bruce got to kiss Stanley Cup. I got to kiss Stanley Cup in the elevator with Messier. There you go. In Madison Square Garden at the Knicks Houston Rocket game. How insane is that? And then who knows? Who knew? Years later, Stan would come to Dallas with the stars, and we'd hang out at the parade, and we'd hang out at North Park. So, you know, as much as I love that. Dallas Mavericks Stanley, I mean, uh, Dave, uh, Larry O'Brien Trophy, yep. which is at the American Airlines Center. Yes, it is. I love Stan, man. We go back to the so, elevator days. Man. So you, you you got a relationship with Stan. You got a relationship with the Commissioner Trophy. You got a relationship with Larry O'Brien. And the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's Lombardi. right. The Lombardi. I, should, I shouldn't uh, short the, the many. And they're all in town. That's right. All of them. Now that we got the Commissioner's Trophy, they're all in town now. now all the, of them. Is, to, except for that one. They're, they're, the World Cup. Is yeah. that the most famous trophy of all? That's someone. Someone mentioned the World I Cup. I did. I did cover World Cup game at the Cotton Bowl back in '94. And I was like, but, but Cup wasn't there. You might have an Cup opportunity this uh, here in. Wouldn't that be nice? Couple years, man. 2026. Don't let, don't let me become friends with the Cup. Hey, man, it could happen. There you go. That you see, it's always confidential. Man, me and it's Stan. Always, it's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you. Someone said that's Lord Stanley, and I was like, the Cup ain't a Lord too. It's just Lord can't Lord Stanley, and then his Cup. Yep. His cup stand. Yep. That's, uh, that's what we learned today here in the CA Stories <laughs> Confidential. See, I appreciate you very greatly. Uh, and by the way, that band Pantera, for those of you wondering about Dar- Dimebag Daryl. Uh, yeah. R.I.P. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> the folks enjoy the stories as you always bring those. Uh, it's been a fun evening, but as of right now, it's the get right, and all we have left is the final call. We'll do it next on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
My bad. Uh, that's Matt Hicks, the voice of Matt Hicks. It's okay. You didn't touch his hair. That's right. Um, Matt Hicks, one of the play-by-play guys for your Texas Rangers that you can hear right here on the home of the Texas Rangers, mm-hmm. 105.3 The Fan, calling it def- an incredible defensive play by now first ballot Hall of Famer Adrian Beltre. We found that out earlier today. Uh, we've been really just trying to lavish love upon Adrian, as we found out, like I said earlier today, that he was one of four uh, Hall of Famers. Another first ballot Hall of Famer, Joe Maurer, in mm-hmm. addition to Todd Helton and Jim Leland, all go in as the class of 2024 into the Baseball Hall of Fame. And so uh, July 21st, Cooperstown, mark your dates, uh, mark your calendars. That is when the it officially happened. But we do know that Adrian Beltre, a Texas Ranger, is a Hall of Famer. I just thought of something, man. It's, it's on the 21st, right? Yes, sir. If it had been on the 19th, it would have been perfect. And let me explain why. Okay, why is that? The number 19 is really big on this selection today. So check this out. Adrian Beltre, first ballot Hall of Famer, right? Mm-hmm. It's the 19th highest percentage of all time. We're talking about the 95.1% first ballot. 19th highest percent of all time. He's the 19th third baseman to go into the Hall of Fame. Guess how old Adrian Beltre was when he turned pro and made the majors? I'm guessing he was 19 years old. Ding, 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 ding. Isn't that something? There you go. The number 19. Well, I have a feeling that waiting a couple of days as opposed to the 19th ain't going to make Adrian all that upset. He probably had the big party in the 19th. Look, I don't doubt it. I do not doubt it. So, you know, a big congratulations, well-deserved. For Adrian Beltre, you were mentioning uh, all the various incredible championship trophies that you have been able to uh, meet yes. in person. Shake hands with, uh, touch on the forehead. And that's all that right. Stuff. That's right. Shake uh, shake hands, kiss babies, all that yes. type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, on the truckwreck.com text line, when that number is 877-881-1053, by the way. From the 214, they said, the Heisman got it, though. And that's where, nice one. that's where I am no uh, Chris Arnold. However, I can actually pipe in and say I have held there you go. the Heisman Trophy. Yes. So, um, where, where did, tell, you got to tell us where, so you, where it happened. When I was in college, mm-hmm. um, I got a chance to work as a video you know, content creator, UTA? I guess, while I was at UTA. There you go. Um, with the Cotton Bowl. Uh-huh. And so the 2016 Cotton Bowl in which uh, Alabama destroyed uh, Connor Cook and the Michigan State um, – Spartans. Yeah, the Spartans. That Not to be confused with the national championship game played a couple of weeks later at the same building. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That was when Zeke Nim and Ohio State whooped Alabama. There you go. And so, But you were there for the Alabama game. Yeah, for the Cotton Bowl. That's mm-hmm. right. And so what was that the same? That might have been the next year because it was the 2015 season but the 2016 game. Okay. So because New Year's 2014, Day. 2014, Ohio State won it all. 2015, the following year, Bama beat Michigan State. There you go. That's true. Um, Because Zeke was a junior that year. And so, yeah, man, it was obviously in Mm -hmm. our media workroom, they had all of the awards. All the the different awards. And was able to. Who was there? uh, Was Davey there? Davey. uh, O'Brien? Doak Walker was there. Doak was there. Uh, Was the Davey O'Brien there? Might have been. He's Fort Worth, man. He's living in Fort Worth. Let me see. Um, I know that Doak Walker was there. Doak lived in Dallas at SMU. Uh, Let's see. What else did I have here? I did have the uh, the, I bet Re- you Davey the was Remington there. was there. Remington? Oh, Remington was there. Yeah, the Remington was there. Was he was it with his friend Remy Martin? And oh yeah, no, the Davey was Davey O'Brien was I right there. I figured he would be, man. Yeah, for right work. So uh, all, I got Karen to see County. all four of those. Yes, and thank so you, you two and four. Heisman? 
I, I you know, I wasn't supposed to, but I feel yeah, like I feel man. like the statute of limitations has uh, has passed. And so, yeah, just real quick. I I also I tried to respect it. I was just like, real quick, grab it, article. Right, cool. What, well, buddy? That thing wasn't it waiting a ton. That thing got some weight mm-hmm. to it, brother. Yes, it um, does. But yes, it was that 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 was my own little moment where I got a chance to uh, feel a little important. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, man. Um, trophies. You love to see them when you have an opportunity to. And um, I also plan, like two years from now, I'm going to see if I can find a way to get to, get to that World Cup somehow, man. You, you got to, man. If it, AT&T Stadium, shh. Now, cup. man, got to. Of course, we, we found out that it's very likely, incredibly likely, that your AT&T Stadium will host the final Watch of the World fingers. Cup. 2026. Yeah, there will be a round played here for sure. Absolutely. But and the probably an up. important round, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll get a chance to see if that comes to fruition as time goes past. Um, it's the final call right here on 105 Through the Fan. If I did not already say that, we've had you all evening. I guess I should give a hearty thank you to Jared Sandler. He did mm-hmm. uh, Rangers Hot Stove from 7 to 8, and he also hung around for another segment just to continue to appreciate and reminisce on all the great times of Adrian Beltre with your Texas Rangers. Um, But one of the things that I did want to bring up and mention, um, I guess I should mention your, let me, let me do do this in order, right? Your stars get a big win tonight. Yes. They beat beat the uh, Detroit Red Wings in Detroit. For the seventh straight time. That's right. That's right. Uh, Ropey Hintz scores a couple Mm -hmm. in that one. And so they Andre got 30 saves. Yes, he did. They break a little losing streak that was starting to develop. They get a win and they will face off against the Anaheim Ducks who come into the American Airlines Center. Not tomorrow, but Thursday. Um, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep because you. tomorrow at the American Airlines Center. That's right. KD book. I mean, uh, Lucas son book. <laughs> you have to say <laughs> it right. Phoenix Suns will be right. here. And See I, if the Mavericks can stop that two-game losing streak. Especially because the Suns are actually look like they might actually be healthy coming Man, into this one. So and KD hit a shot at the buzzer, double clutch. Double clutched, Ooh. got all sorts of hands aiming mm-hmm. towards him. They're they're in a I good think way won right now. Four or five games in a row now. I yeah, think. they they are they're on a nice win losing or mm-hmm. losing. A good streak at this point. And so I think that this is this is a good test. I mean, mm-hmm. again, all, there's Nothing. a lot of tests throughout the course of the season, but it's another one uh, kind of a measuring stick as to where you are in the West and how you're figuring and finding some things out. Not that it's the end-all, be-all by any means, but you get a chance to see that happen. And for anybody that, you know, has their frustrations with Bally, you don't even have to deal with that. This is a national televised game on ABC tomorrow evening. You're and one of 13 that will be on Channel 8. There you go. Yeah, we got that announced today as well. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks in uh, association with Tegna. That's the company that owns WFAA 8, which is the ABC affiliate here in the DF Dub. Uh, they announced that 10 Mavs games will mm-hmm. be able and available to see uh, on over-the-air television, or I guess if you have satellite or cable, whatever. On Channel, channel 8. 8. Um, and yeah. so, in addition to the three national games yeah. that were going to be there, you get 13 Mavs games that are not going to be, that you don't have to mm-hmm. look for Bally. They will be seen on Channel 8. So, if you've which been looking for a way to watch to see, Mavs. Which you would get, you'll still get to see Mark Followell, yep. Skin, Derek Harper, uh, Devin Harris from time to time, and Guess what, Joe Trahan gonna be out there too. Yeah, that'll be nice. Now, I don't think that this game counts uh, for this saying national, follow. This, this will be a national, national game, so you'll see whoever they put. I don't know. If, are they gonna give us the ESPN crew? Yeah, I was like, I, I hope. The, are we gonna get Mike Breen on this? That it'd be great to refresh that Probably. bang. You know what I mean? Bang, 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 bang. bang. Right? Uh, but yes, it'll still be a fun one to be able to watch. Um, now, I 
I did see this, um, the professional. Oh, yeah, Doc Rivers got that job in Milwaukee. That's right. Um, Bucks. The the Milwaukee Bucks fired Adrian Griffin earlier today. We were no, we were made known immediately thereafter that Doc Rivers was highly sought after in that regard. And not more than 12 hours later, mm-hmm. we found out that Doc Rivers is going to be the next coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. You know what? Doc Rivers would have been a part of that crew tomorrow night. Doris Burke, Doc Rivers, Mike Breen. Assuming that we get the A crew on that game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they're going to bring in somebody else now if it was going to be the A crew. Yeah, and if not, they just, all right. I mean, if it was, they Doris can run uh, with by herself, but it'll be it'll be good to see how, whatever they do. What about Coach Jeff? Well, hey, man. I, he, I, he ain't got no job. He, he also, yeah, you're right. He doesn't have that job. I wonder how he would feel about Jeff going back. Gundy. You think he'd be upset at the indignity of being and being fired and then them crawling back like, hey, what's happening, big head? You know what I mean? Like, hey, big head, Mike how you Jackson, doing? Jackson, he's one of them. Jeff or Mark. Right, right. So, <laughs> no, nah, I, I thought about that when they said that Doc Rivers was the was the uh, mm-hmm. guy that they were looking for. Um, does ESPN ultimately go back and try and bring back one of those guys? Great, great uh, guys on the call and obviously yeah. had a level of appeal widely. So, we'll see what ESPN ultimately does. Maybe they just split up um, Richard Jefferson and uh, J.J. Reddick, who they have been coming along really yeah, well as analysts themselves. Yeah, I like themselves. both of those guys. Former Mavericks, both of them. That's right. That's right. Um, although JJ's time was very well, RJ's time was relatively short in Dallas as well, yeah, wasn't it? Rondo messed him up too. <laughs> Rondo messed up. Uh, Maris Stoudemire, Dirk, Monte Ellis. That well, that end of the season. Oh, I was so mad about that. That, that was a year. That was definitely and all a year. that old veteran talent giving it one last shot. And Rondo quit in the middle of the game, the playoffs. Um, now. I, 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 you you have a, a certain historical eye having covered all sorts of sports, but particularly the NBA for such a long time. This mm-hmm. question came in, and off the top of my head, I'm having a hard time coming with it. From the 817, they said, has a coaching change like that ever happened? Where they got somebody out of the booth to be the head coach? I don't even know if that's particularly what they're asking. I think they're the asking, middle like, of the season? middle of the season where someone is fired and then hired in the middle of the season like that. I'm I'm having yeah. a hard time thinking I, about it. Typically you you'll go with that interim for a while. Yeah, the interim usually finishes up the season and it's usually a team that's not rolling, they're struggling. Right. And Milwaukee had the second best record in the league, although in in January they were 6 and 5, but they still had the second best record overall and number 2 offense in the league but number 22nd in defense. Yeah, I mean the, the I don't I don't recall not in the middle of this. Now when wait a minute. Magic Johnson had something to do when they hired Pat Riley, and that was but that was near the start of the season when uh, Westbrook. Oh, when uh, when Westhead, uh, West, Westhead, Paul, Paul Westhead, Westhead got fired, yeah. but that that wasn't like at the halfway mark. That was like at the start. It's like okay, this thing gonna work. Yeah, and they and they, they said Westhead disappears like magic. That's how they did the headline, <laughs> like magic. But even then, was Pat Riley immediately given like the full time, big time? Well, yeah, I guess he was because then they had him out in front of these these. Uh, yeah, and he he actually was. They got him off of the radio broadcast. He was. Well, he, I think he he had already been an assistant for a little bit. He had been an assistant, yeah. but he he was doing Lakers radio broadcast yes. like Brad Davis does for the Mavericks. Yeah, and so or Derek Harper does the TV. Fair enough. Uh, this has been the get right. Right here on 105 through the fancy. I appreciate you hanging out with mm-hmm. me. I'll talk to you again later on this week, I Thursday. believe. 
That's right. Uh, tomorrow you got a little work uh, at the AAC as the the Suns I'll are coming you know into town. If it's, it's going to be Mark Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me a heads up. I'll I appreciate call, that text. Uh, They're in the building. Appreciate you, CA. Again, thanks to Jared Sandler. Thanks, David Ross. Everybody for rocking with us. Uh, obviously, get your your day started tomorrow, five thirty a.m. with Sean and RJ. We'll be back at seven. It'll be me and Blake. Until then, y'all be easy.